Hello and welcome to another episode of The World As We Know It. I am your host, Austin Taro, and TWWKI is a fun informational podcast that dives into the pop culture and current events all around the world. Each episode is uploaded weekly to cover most of the important events that occur during the week. Today, we are going to get into the updates on The Last of Us 2, top shows during quarantine, and following the world's leading protests occurring for Black Lives Matter. We are going to get started today with the game that has won multiple awards, including Most Anticipated Game of the Year from PlayStation Blog, the Game Awards, and the Gamer's Choice Awards, The Last of Us 2. Like the first game, this one is also being made by Naughty Dog, which you may know for other famous titles like the Uncharted series and even the old PlayStation 2 franchise, Jack and Daxter. The Last of Us 2 follows the same post-apocalyptic zombie storyline as the first game, but five years in the future. The two main characters are the same, Joel, a 40-something-year-old man, and Ellie, a 14-year-old girl born and raised during the zombie apocalypse. And I know what y'all are thinking, born and raised during the zombie apocalypse? It's been going on for 20 years ever since the outbreak when the story happened, so it's beyond crazy. <laughs> the two meet when Joel is given a mission by Marlene, who is the leader of a group of mercenaries called the Fireflies, who are dedicated to finding a cure for the virus. His mission is to escort Ellie from Boston all the way to the Firefly base in California. In their time together, Joel learns that Ellie is immune to the virus that was spread globally, and she is key to saving the world and restoring it back to normal. The two embark on an extraordinary journey across the United States, running to infected zombies, rabid animals, vicious people, and other types of obstacles that stand in their way. So far, The Last of Us 2 is showing some promising new features. We have some familiar faces, or rather voice actors, that are Troy Baker, will be returning as Joel, as well as Ashley Johnson to reprise the role of Ellie. Creative director Neil Druckerman is also working on the project again, as is the composer of the first game, Gustavo Santalalo, who created the thematic music for the game. The one thing that was changed, though, was the co-writer of the game, since Haley Gross has taken Bruce Straley's position after he left. The story of both games focused on emotion, but not the same one. To quote creative director Neil Druckmann, whereas the first game centers on love, part two enters on hate, which is a big leap in the type of story that these creators are trying to make. I am astounded by the change and cannot wait to see more. This new direction also comes with new voice actors, some of which might be familiar due to the past, present, and future projects, not only in the gaming world, but in broader pop culture too. We already know that Joel and Ellie are going to the same roles as with Troy Baker as Joel and Ashley Johnson as Ellie. Some new characters that will appear in the game are Abby, that is being played by Laura Bailey, who voiced Jane Watson in the new Spider-Man game on PS4. Dina, who was played by Sharon Woodward from the HBO show Westworld. Emily, who was played by Emily Swallow, who was the armor in the critical acclaimed Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It is a great show. Season two is coming this fall. Can't wait for it. And finally, Jesse, played by Stephen A. Chang, who was actually the cadet in Marvel's movie, Captain Marvel. 
Despite all these famous actors and characters, there is one downside to the game. Naughty Dog is getting rid of their beloved multiplayer. The company tweeted a statement confirming the change on September 26, touching my heart in a not so good way. <laughs> the only mode in the first game consisted of two teams, Fireflies and Hunters, who faced off in a thrilling gunfight where you had the choice to craft weapons or to heal yourself or allies in a time of need. I loved this game when I was a kid since the story was the best one that I've played and still is the best one by far. It was very well made and it took a lot of time and patience and it, it came out to be the best project ever. When I played it on the PlayStation 3 in 2015, the story gave me tears as well as tears of joy when it came to the emotion that these characters went through on their vigorous adventure. I remember my mom would always tell me to keep it down because I would get angry and scream over the deaths that happened to me when I would play on the hardest difficulty that they had to offer. <laughs> there was a period where I would play on the hardest difficulty they had, which was called Grounded, and that was where you had no HUD for your health, for your ammo, for your guns, nothing. It was just plain instincts and survival. It was funner that way, but it made it extremely hard and difficult for other people to beat, so I decided just to go normal. And by normal, I mean easy. And by easy, I mean they had a really easy game mode called Very Easy. And that's where I went. <laughs> hey, it was a new game, so I didn't know what else to expect from it. Not to mention, though, that multiplayer was a big deal to me back then, just because it was a whole new style of gaming to try out. And once I won my first game, I couldn't stop playing. <laughs> like, it was awesome. Team Firefly all the way, by the way. The Last of Us 2 will be on sale June 19th, 2020. So that means pre-ordering is still an option when it comes to securing your copy of the game when it comes out. I will give everyone the advice of buying this game. If you like dramas, horrors, or adventure, all combined together into one thrilling story, this game is for you. This is a game that you should not wait for. I would really consider buying it because this game is not like any other. It is well made. It took a lot of time and patience. And it came out seven years after the first one. So it's going to be good. Trust me. <laughs> when it comes to attention grabbing content, though, nothing does that better than streaming sites like Netflix and Hulu. Did you know that 45% of young adults have canceled social plans just to binge watch a show for the entire week? We've all been there, and I can admit that I have done this many times as well. Netflix and Hulu are a huge part of the Z and millennial generation when it comes to experiencing your favorite shows and movies in the comfort of your own couch. Netflix is by far the most popular global streaming service, providing subscribers with everything from award-winning content to family favorites for a monthly fee of $9 a month. Before becoming a streaming service, Netflix used to deliver movies and shows on DVD to home so they can watch them. I know, right? Delivering DVDs was the first thing for a couple of years. And for those people that are born 2010 and up, DVDs were a very popular thing back then. Trust me. But in 2000, Netflix was losing money, a ton of money. Reed Hastings had an idea for a streaming service, but the technology wasn't ready yet. So he decided to sit down with another big name in the industry at the time. And you guys probably know where I'm going to. Blockbuster. The two companies made a deal that would make Netflix the official streaming company for blockbusters. It asked for a 49% stake 
that it was worth $50 million, but Blockbuster declined. So Hastings decided to go back to California to continue promoting the company. With their big breakthrough in 2007, though, when they started the first ever streaming service to hit the market. It was a complete success that led to Blockbuster actually going out of business. The runner-up for online streaming is Hulu, soon to be global streaming service in 2021, which competes with Netflix shows that aren't available to other platforms. Hulu is another streaming service that followed the path of Netflix's idea and is now a whole other successful independent platform. They teamed up with AOL, Comcast, Facebook, MSN, MySpace, and Yahoo. NBC was the first content distributor to join, and then Fox followed suit right after. With the help of these companies, Hulu launched to the public on March 12, 2008, with free and paid subscriptions to its subscribers. As of right now, Hulu has over 32.1 million subscribers, with about 25.2 million subscribers from the quarter of the fiscal year. A brand new streaming service that has been introduced to the public in early November 2019 called Disney Plus actually came out as well. This was a huge advantage for Disney since they own most of the entertainment businesses. So that that basically includes all of the fan favorite genres such as Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar. Shows and movies like The Mandalorian, The Avengers Endgame, Toy Story are being used in this new streaming service as well. So... What shows or movies are the big releases for anticipating binge watchers right now? Some of the shows listed are ones you have or haven't seen, but here are a few from various streaming services that I have mentioned. Netflix recently released season four of 13 Reasons Why. Discussing topics like suicide and bullying, 13 Reasons Why is about a high school teen, Hannah Baker, who ends her life leaving detailed audio recordings of events that happened throughout her life in school leaving the main character, Clay Jensen, to find out the events that caused her to end her life. For something more wholesome and lighthearted, season five of Queer Eye is also available on Netflix. Queer Eye on Netflix is a reboot of a show following the same original theme of five gay professionals, the Fab Five, who use their expertise to change the lives of ordinary people stuck in a rut. The Fab Five consists of Antoni, the food and wine expert, Tan, the fashion expert, Karamo, the culture and lifestyle expert, Bobby, the design expert, and Jonathan, the grooming expert. If you're into culture and politics, though, Patriot Act is your thing. Hosted by Hassan Minaj, explores the modern culture and political landscape, not only in the U.S., but internationally as well. Backed by extensive research displayed on visual stimulating infographics, Patriot Act explores everything from the business model behind streetwear and fast fashion to the dark side of the video game industry, as well as topics like the broken policing system and immigration in America. New episodes of Patriot Act are dropped every Sunday on Netflix and YouTube. The reason why he's doing YouTube now is because of the coronavirus, but as soon as everything is lifted and the COVID-19 outbreak is slowing down, he's going to go right back on the Netflix. And if you love comedy, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of the Hulu's most popular shows, Set in the New York, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a comedic cop show following the detectives of the 99th Precinct. The show has been praised for its diverse cast and a near-perfect balance of humor and sincerity in its exploration of topics like racism, sexism, and homophobia, 
in both the character's personal lives and their workplace. Of those shows, Patriot is my personal favorite. I got into the show a year ago and I'm still hooked onto it today. I really like how the host Hassan Minaj uses information he gets about the United States and internationally and informs his audience in a comedic way. I'll tell you the truth, I learned a whole lot of information from all over the world from this one host and I wish I could thank him in person for it. He gave out so much information that it taught me a lot of the cruelness that this world had to offer and how no one would give out that insight to the public eyes. And it encourages me to go out and do donations and help out the community in their time of need with all of the content that he provides to the public. Netflix and Hulu and all other streaming services have been a huge part of our lives when it came to find the perfect show or movie to watch. Whether it's by yourself or with other people, it can also bring a whole bunch of people all together. Speaking of people coming out together, let's pivot to a more serious topic, the Black Lives Matter protests emerging all over the world. Black Lives Matter has been a major movement in the U.S. when it comes to fighting for racial justice and equality. And now protests or solidarity are emerging all over the world. Other countries suffering from the same institutional inequality as the U.S. have added their voices for the justice, including France, Germany, Norway, and New Zealand. The protests were sparked by the murder of George Floyd, whose murder ignited mass protests of police brutality against African Americans. Just last week, only 24 states were participating in the rioting and the protest, and now the entire country is standing for a change in the system. Some cities have recently started tearing down Confederate monuments, trashing destroying police vehicles, and marching all over the streets of local cities to express their frustration with the United States government. The U.S. has actually been named for the first time one of the most dangerous countries for reporters, with numerous instances of reporters being attacked and arrested on camera. Media figures all over the country have braved the crowds to bring first-hand information about the ongoing protests to the public. In the ongoing events around the world, British protesters throw the statue of a slave trader, Edward Colston, into the British harbor during the Black Lives Matter protests in the Bristol, England. In Louisville, Kentucky, an unarmed African-American protester walks up to fully armed riot gear officer and hugs him for a brief couple of minutes. As well as in Rome, Italy, where over a thousand protesters marched into the Piazza del Popolo, which is one of the main squares in the Italian capital in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. The protests have divided the country, with just as many siding with the police or countering Black Lives Matter with All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter, some even becoming a physical threat to Black Lives Matter supporters. CNN released a video about a cyclist yelling and grabbing people putting up posters supporting Black Lives Matter along pathways of a local park. The video ended with the phone being forced into the bushes, but it was enough for the assailant to be identified and it's not looking good for him. Actually, we got more news on that because he got fired from his job recently, explaining the situation and explaining how he was doing a public service. Social media had had a huge impact on the protests, with some using it as a digital method of protesting. Last Tuesday, Instagram was flooded with black squares and a show of solidarity, most utilizing the hashtag 
Blackout Tuesday. On the flip side, Twitter has been the major platform with which Trump has been vocalizing his reaction to these ongoing events from these past two weeks. He issued an executive order activating the National Guard in 21 states, proclaiming that he is a law and order in his recent Twitter post despite reportedly doing nothing but hiding. And then he goes on a tangent making claims about how the unemployment rate has gone down from releasing the restrictions of the quarantine of the COVID-19 crisis. He has also been keeping up with his regular hateful comments and jabs towards a Democratic candidate, Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe Biden is apparently his new nickname. Even before the Black Lives Matter protests have swept the nation, President Trump has been accused of tearing down the democracy we know today and is blindly attempting turning himself into a dictator without even knowing it. I have been keeping up with these protests and participating in helping the Black Lives Matter movement to its core with supporting them with donations and on the media. Everyone listening can do it too. There are multiple ways that you can contribute to the cause, making donations to the Black Lives Matter website to help them in support to end white supremacy. You can also find on their websites about signing petitions and demand racial data on coronavirus and to demand more from the government for aid in the coronavirus. I know that the coronavirus has been influencing people to not go out and to social distance, but another way you could support the Black Lives Matter movement is to go to other local protests and either chant or hold up signs. Voting is a great way to help. Michaela Wilkes, a candidate trying to run for Congress, is a great person to research. Her main idea is to demilitarize the police. On her Instagram, at MeetMichaela, she details a plan to protect the lives of people of color. The Black Lives Matter movement is an inspirational movement to the African-American community and have inspired millions to stand up to the corrupt system that needs to be fixed. Well, everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode on The World As We Know It. And I apologize for the late delay. And I know I promised my next episode was going to be yesterday at 4 o'clock. But I promise you that my next episode is going to be next week on time, Monday at 4 p.m. And if you guys want to join my community, please go ahead and check out my Facebook page titled The World As We Know It. And for other updates on my show, you can go ahead and follow me on my Instagram at Austin underscore underscore tarot. I upload my episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. And you can look on my website as well for more details about my show. And as a special note to the Black Lives Matter protesters, just hang in there and keep fighting for what you believe in. You are making a big change in history. Don't forget about that. Thank you for everyone. Now talk to you next week. And as always, have a great day. Yeah.